June 12th, 2010. VGN Radio presents Kevin's Oblast Radio with your hosts, Kevin Baird. And Aiden. Tonight's topic, Africa. So I got uh, Aiden on the phone. He is currently in uh, England, in Brighton. And um, uh, he, um, well, well, welcome to the show. And um, he uh, is currently a student in England, and uh, was kind enough to um, send me an email and say, hey, you know, if you're interested in talking about uh, what life is like in Africa, I'd be happy to be on the show. So um, I thought, cool, you know, um, the guy from Australia basically um, doesn't want to do the show for some reason, doesn't want to get back to me, which is kind of a shame, because I was looking forward to our World War II conversation, but um, I don't know. I keep talking about it, but it bums me out that he's... I mean, hopefully the guy didn't get run over by, like, a horse and carriage or something. I have no idea what they have over there. Um... But uh, he he wasn't able to do the show, um, but um, yeah, between uh, the show we did a couple of days ago with Alex um, from Japan, and uh, now we got uh, Aiden on, it's um, it's it's working out. But if you're from Australia and you want to be on the show, uh, send me an email k b a i r d at vgn.us, as well as anybody else that wants to be on the show. If I haven't got a hold of you or yet or talked about uh, um, a time schedule for you, definitely send me an email, kbaird at vgn.us, and um, we'll work something out and get you on. Um, uh, usually, I, um, if you want to be on a guest on the show, it's not really that difficult. Uh, if you have a job, like a career um, of any kind uh, that we probably haven't discussed already, so basically if you work in a sugar factory, we don't want to hear from you. But, um, yeah, if you... Um, I can usually find it very interesting that you might find it boring. So, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like the dirty jobs of radio. So definitely want to send me an email as well. Or if you um, happen to live in a foreign country, um, even if you live in Canada, if you happen to want to be on the show, um, definitely send me an email and we'll schedule you in and um, uh, talk about having you on. Because, uh, I don't know, I find all this stuff endlessly interesting. And um, it's always fun to have a lot of the guests on. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's K-B-A-I-R-D at VGN.US. Also, if you're a first-time listener of the show, you definitely um, probably have to give this show more than a couple of listens because the topics change all the time. And uh, sometimes if I do the show solo, it's more about um, technology as well as um, politics, World War II, even recipes. It depends on what's going on. And then we have these um, smaller shows like this one where we talk uh, and interview a guest. Um, to find out more information about it and um, all the other shows that we do, uh, go to um, the main website, which is videogamenews.com. And the first post on the front page, if you click on that, it will show you how to get this show, which is Kevin's Oblast Radio, as well as all the other shows that we do. Um, and you can check that out um, at your leisure. Okay. All right. So i got to get, get through all the show notes. So... Um, Typically, um, the way we start this off, as I explained to, uh, to Aiden, is that um, we usually just ask um, where your um, your parents are from and uh, how they got established. Um, and we were talking a little bit about that before the show, and I had to um, put the kibosh on it. So, Aiden, um, your mother, you said, is um, basically uh, from from Kenya uh, originally. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's fifth generation born. They came over. From well, I don't know where they came from, but uh, my dad, his parents moved over to Kenya a, wh- a while ago because my grandfather was an engineer for an airline, and then um, do you know that's what, how they met? My do you know what sorry? year? Do you know what year that was about or anything? Well, I don't know because but my dad was schooled in Kenya from uh, quite a young age. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So so ba- yeah. So basically, from when he was from a young age to uh, tell you about my mom. Can you quite, can, can you give me a can just so our listeners know because they don't know how old you are, your dad is. Can you give me a right. an, an idea of um, say what year he might have been in school there? Uh, yeah, a little bit about thirty. Uh, 40 years ago, probably. 40 years ago. So, like, uh, say, 1960. Is that, is that a good guess? 1970. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The early that's 70s, my math for you. late 60s, yeah. Somewhere around there. <laughs> that's, that's my math for you. 40 years ago, 1960. No, that didn't work. Okay. Yeah, 1970. Yep. Um, 1970. Okay, cool. So, he went over there for, he went over there for uh, school. So, uh, like, college-type education at first? No, he started, he started his uh, primary school education. Really? In, uh, yeah, yeah. So Kenya, I know, like I, like I was saying, um, we do a lot of um, uh, business there. I don't know too much about it, but I know it's it's actually um, parts, you know, obviously with any country, parts of it are are, um, are always going to be um, rule and, and desolate. But there's actually parts that are pretty modern, as far as I understand it right now. And um, it's not like there's um, wild tigers and zebras running down the street. Um and do you find that that's the case? Did you live in a place that was fairly modern when you were there? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, lived in quite a few places actually when uh, I was there. But yeah, it's been quite developed a lot, and there's not really much space now for much wildlife. There, it's there, but right? It's you don't really get it in the cities. Yeah, right. It, but I mean, it's got like they have the internet, they have cars. There's you know, yeah. <laughs> there's electricity. I mean, you know, there's buildings and shops and things. I mean, it's it's um, it's a fairly modern nation, right? I mean, is that? Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because okay. yeah, some people don't know. People think of Africa. They get the you know, they, they they especially like you know, everything you see is always like on the Nature Channel about Africa. So it's always like the Serengeti plains and stuff, and there's lions and stuff. You know, you have no idea that there's like this. Um, Except for South Africa, which we'll talk about, which, you know, South Africa, everybody knows about because of um, uh, all the movies and things that have been made over there and, and uh, you know, all the Mandela and apartheid and all that kind of stuff that happened that, um, you know, we've all seen that, okay, South Africa is pretty built up, you know, but uh, some of the other um, countries in um, Africa tend to always, we always see the worst of it over here, especially in the United States, and... Um, uh, I, I think, though, that Kenya has been one of those countries that, um, as far as I understand it, has it doesn't have a. Uh, you could tell me if I'm wrong. But it doesn't have a like a a bunch of um, war going on there, like um, like some of the other countries do. But no, no, uh, well, that doesn't really. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, it did. You, oh, go ahead. They did. They did have the. Uh, their little war during the elections two years ago. Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was all about, like, um, uh, you know, because I'm not really following it that closely or anything, but um, I, I did hear that there was some skirmishes in the, in the, in it, there, but um, uh, I, I didn't think it, I didn't hear too much about it. It didn't last very long, right? Or No, no, it, it lasted, it just lasted the duration of, what, two months or something. Right. It's not like how they have it in Zimbabwe and stuff, where the with the prices shot through the roof, and you know all the stores got to ruined, and now they have all those problems. Anyway, I'm talking more about the the geopolitics of Kenya. And I don't think that's why we're here. So, um, okay, 
So your dad was going to school over there as primary school. Then he went back to England, and then um, he came back over as part of an airline to do um, engineering. Is that what it was? Or? Well, my grandfather, that's the reason they all went over there, was because he was doing, uh, my grandfather's doing engineering. I see. Okay. And, and my dad basically just stayed there with, uh, with them. So was Kenya like a... Was it a British colony at some point? Was it a British protectorate? Was that why all the British, uh, um, you know, moving back and forth type of thing? Was that? Cause I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. It was a British colony till uh, till the, I think the nineteen eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. Well, that makes a lot, that makes yeah. a lot more sense. All right, and then um, and then there was a violent uprising and a revolution that happened. No, um, nothing like that. Uh, so. Um, Okay, so he stayed. He stayed in Kenya. He went to he went to a primary school there, uh, and did he did he go through college there and everything too? Or um, no, I think he went to primary and secondary, and I don't think he went to college. Okay, he he uh, he did uh, started to teach at a he did start to teach at a college. I started to teach computers at a college. Okay. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think that's when he uh, met my mom. So his primary school education was good enough for him to get out and start teaching computers at school. Awesome. That's yeah. just <laughs> That's kind of like my life. I didn't go to college either and ended up being a computer programmer. Hmm. Your, dad's, your dad's all right. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so he met your mom at, uh, while he was teaching? Is that what you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, uh, he he met her through uh, her uncle because he worked with my grandfather at the airline. Okay. So that, that that's how they met. And yeah, that was that was it. And then, those were the those were like the heyday. That was like the in the early days. Your grandfather was probably doing pretty good because uh, you know the airlines were pretty. Um, that was, oh yeah, that was yeah. The, that was the, that was the shit, you know. <laughs> that was the time, right? Yeah. If you were going to be in that industry, that that time it was the time to do it. Um, okay, so uh, so you were born uh, about when? Nineteen eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Okay, so uh, let's see. Okay, all right. So that was at, at that point. Uh, so Kenya was no longer part of. Uh, it was no longer a colony. So it was independent country, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, you probably so in the nineties, basically, you were um, uh, going to um, elementary school and everything. So tell me, um, tell me a little bit about being a being a little kid in uh, in Africa. Was it just like anywhere else that we see on TV, or what do you think? Um, it, it was definitely different. I mean, uh, because uh, as a uh, as a child in Africa, you have. Uh, you have one big advantage, and that is we had a uh, we had a maid. Oh, really? Okay. And a driver. No kidding. Yeah, and yeah. So was it just morning, be- was it just because right? it was very affordable to hire them? I mean, I, were you ma- or were you guys like super rich? I mean, what what was the um, explain to me the lifestyle you're leading there? Because if it, people get visions in their head of having a driver and a maid, you were either really wealthy or um, you know, it was just the thing to have because you could, you know, there was no minimum wage or... Can you elaborate yeah, on it, that a little bit? Yeah, at, at the time, I think you could have... 
uh, back uh, back then, I think uh, a, a maid you would pay. God, how much would that be? Maybe thirty dollars a month. Wow. Okay. Then so, I would, I would have a maid as well. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, if you're just a bit richer than the uh, then the you know if you just have a little bit of money, you don't have to be rich. Right. Right. A little bit extra yeah you can afford a maid and the driver's the same interesting interesting okay so you basically had a driver that took you to school every morning that kind of thing yep every every morning used to have the the maid cook breakfast and the driver used to drive me to school oh wow that's totally something right out of like a movie or something that's craziness um okay so uh, and the and the school well, so was it an elementary school, or did, was the school, you know, was it, you know, in the United States, we basically have um, K, K through 6, with kindergarten through 6th is your general um, elementary education, and then you go into a series of, um, there's an intermediate school, uh, sometimes called a junior high, um, yeah. and that can be like between 6th and 8th grade. Um, it depends on how the how your community splits it up, and then your your high school is your um, the end of your primary, which is usually ninth through twelfth grade, and you go so you're in there for you know twelve years basically. Um, is, is the was the structure? Can you explain the school structure a little bit? Yeah, um, it, it followed the British system. Okay, the the one I went to. Right, uh, and what it was was the. We start for primary school. We start from grade one, okay, to grade six, okay, sure. And then similar, right? For secondary school, we start at grade seven, mm -hmm. up to thirteen, up to grade thirteen. So, yeah. So secondary 13, school is basically your high school, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's high school. Yeah, we don't actually have a junior high or. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. That is a yeah. I never knew that. Oh, that's cool. Um, although it would be kind of weird to be like in your secondary school is like what? Uh, what'd you say? Like seventh grade and have to be there with guys that are like in their thirteenth year and stuff. There's like a real. Um, there's probably a big size difference, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Some guys just whoop your ass like every day, you know, because you're so small. Um, okay, and uh, so. Were you so? Were you living basically a standard British family, or were you, um, uh, you know, were you eating like school lunches? I mean, what did what do they eat in Kenya? Is it just the same as everywhere else? Yeah, well, yeah. If you're the average normal person, yeah, you eat whatever, whatever everyone else eats. Uh, obviously, if you're quite poor, you eat quite. I mean, was the, there was there different kinds of food? I mean, like I don't, you know, was it just meat and potatoes, or did you guys no, eat no, like rattlesnake? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell you a bit about that. Yeah, about the strange things I've eaten. But uh, normal, normal food is just it's been. It has a lot of Italians there, so there's a lot of Italian food. Oh, okay. Uh, has quite a few Japanese people there too, so you have lots of Japanese restaurants and. It also has American places. It's been quite colonized by everyone, really. Really? Okay. Yeah, you have so many choices to choose from. But the, but the um, but you you weren't stuck having to eat what uh, just the the common people of um, Africa would have been eating at the time. I don't know what they would eat. A carved up lion? I have no idea. I'm just you know ostrich. 
you know, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I used to eat ostrich. Oh, really? Okay. I've actually eaten ostrich. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I, th- I think the weirdest thing I've ate was crocodile. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never eaten yeah. crocodile, but it, you, I think you can get it down in Florida or something like that if you wanted to. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So, okay, so you're in school down there now. Um, the uh, what's the what's the weather like? Is it just te- is oh. it temperate? The weather is amazing. Really, it's always it's always sunny, and it's never too hot. Really? Well, where I was. Thing. It wasn't humid or anything. It was just a good dry heat. Hmm. And so uh, and it was like, like that almost every day. Now, did you have to worry about like um, wild animals or uh, I don't know? If you saw a spider in your room, was it like one of those things where they were like, "Don't touch that. That's you know, if it bites you, you'll get uh, your brain rots out or anything." I mean, you know, because it's Africa. There's all kinds of horrendous crap it- over there. You know, I mean, yeah, the um, uh, the Africans had their superstitions about the uh, chameleons. Oh, really? What's that? Yeah, about? if you if you ever, because um, when I was a kid, I used to play with them, and if uh, like let's say, because we lived on a compound with lots of uh, houses, so because everything's gated in because of security. Yeah. Okay. So. Like, let's say a, a maid comes along or a driver and sees you playing with this thing, they would just run away because they, they thought it was black magic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, they still believe in that kind of stuff. So, okay, so you talk about, you talk about security, and I, I um, you know, I, I, I'm familiar with this, um, you know, in, in, in the United States... Uh, and, and probably in England too. It's it's pretty. Um, there's not like walls separating everybody's house. Um, but then you know we talked to Javier from um, uh, Chile, and uh, you know there are walls between everybody's house and things like that. And um, uh, what what's the um, and and I understand there that there's crime like crazy today. But what's what's the general fear then in um, uh, when you were living down there? Was it just that? Um, Local people would just uh, like, um, like you'd have a home invasion, or you know what? What's the the purpose of the walls? Um, well, because they they do like to steal quite a lot, and they do like to uh, loot as well. Because they would use because usually they, uh, I mean, they just wait out. One of your gates at night sometimes, really, just waiting to rob you. Yeah, so you have the gate to stop them getting in. Is it because it was just so, they're just so poor, like there was just a big um, money disparity type of thing? And yeah, they, yeah, they, um, Kenya's not as bad as South Africa, but really, yeah, so South, South, yeah. South Africa was worse. Interesting, okay, yeah, um, I can tell you because when uh, when we moved over there. My dad bought a house in South Africa. Right. Basically, he said to uh, the company he's working with, this is my stepdad. Right, okay. He said to uh, the company he's working with, because uh, they transferred him over, and he said, I will not uh, uh, work here because he has to leave, so he has to leave uh, my mom and I at home. Okay. So he said, I will not uh, go anywhere unless you beef up security here. So it was already walled, it had gates, but just 
the cost of beefing up that place was about $60,000. Wow. For security. Did they do it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's that's crazy because it, it it what the people just might scale the wall and kidnap you guys or something for yeah for yeah that happens a South Africa is really bad for crime really I mean it's just yeah. amazing that just amazes I I mean I realize that you know things but then you see that it's modern too I mean they're hosting the the World Cup you know and then you, it's amazing that um, there can be such a such a big disparity between um, the people like that I I don't know I you know. <clears throat> uh, it's like, you know, we have crime here. I mean, you know, we just had a home invasion in Cleveland where a guy walked in, beat up a family, and the guy took the shotgun and shot him. But it was, um, it's isolated, you know, in the United States in a different, more or less in a different neighborhoods, you know. It's yeah. not like um, I have to worry about people from East Cleveland coming up here and robbing me. Not, not, plus it's also like my neighbors would be far better targets than me. I got no furniture in my house. But, you know, it's... um that's interesting. That's that's scary. I guess. I mean, were you were were you nervous living there in in Africa? I mean, was it, um, you know? Um, well, since I was born, I wasn't really aware of nervous it. Nervous because, yeah, because it's just just your country. You don't really think about uh, things like that. I mean, but you had a but you had a driver, so you had somebody watching you all the time, and you went from one gated area to a to a school type of thing. I mean, did you ever were you ever just like you know telling your folks you're like you know I'm gonna go walk around outside, you know? I mean, did that you know I don't know I'm gonna yeah, leave the, I'm gonna leave the house and go walk up to the movie theater or something. I mean that that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. The thing the thing about uh, Africa is that during the day nothing ever happens. Okay, I mean, what do you mean? Yes, yeah, I like. Uh, like no crime happens or whatever. Yeah, it's really it's really strange that if it does, very little happens. But yeah, you can walk out during the day and you'll feel fine. You can you like you can go places and really okay. Well, that yeah, it's it's when it's at night. Night is and that's in, and, just seems so and, different. Is that in both places, both Kenya and South Africa? Because you were saying South Africa is worse. I mean, you would feel comfortable. Yeah. You would feel comfortable yeah. walking around South Africa during the day. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. South Africa during the day is okay. Mm-hmm. You still don't feel very comfortable walking around it, but you feel kind of safe. Okay. But at night, no, it's just forget it's it. not done. Forget it, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like living in it's like living in the ghetto of Detroit or something. The way you're talking about it, it sounds just like uh, it sounds worse than that. I guess I don't. Probably, if you live in the ghetto of Detroit, it'd be like you know. Um, that, you wouldn't have to worry about it too much. Okay, so anyway, um, let's move on. I um, let's see. So you're in elementary school. You got a driver and everything. Your dad he, now. Your dad is doing what while you're a little kid? What was what was his career? My dad, uh, he never really when after he met my mom, he didn't really do anything after that. He went back. In, he went back to the UK. And just lived off the benefits because he he became a drug addict. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I'm, so. I'm sorry, man. You don't have to tell everybody your personal, you know. Yeah, no, I, that's cool if you want to, but I, you know, I, I I just ask questions on the show. But you don't if you don't feel comfortable talking about anything, it's you know, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I don't mind. Goes into that. that that's it. That is interesting, though. Was did did um 
Did you see a lot of drug use when you were in Kenya? What, by people in general? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the the drug, the, the drug market in Kenya was quite, you know, like, when I was at, uh, there, there were lots of, we had sniffer dogs coming to school quite on quite occasions, sometimes they would find drugs, and lots of selling of drugs went on, especially in schools, and places like that. So they were, they were there. All the uh, the drugs were there. Okay, sorry. I was um, I had to quickly respond to um, Corey Coleman. Um, okay, so so yeah, you saw a lot of drugs. Or you, or you, I mean, when you, what kind of, what kind of, you know, was it just marijuana? I mean, or were people uh, on? No, well, yeah, marijuana is like the uh, what everyone. Smokes in uh, right, and yeah, it's like considered like cigarettes. Right, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the I think another very popular one was heroin. They all used to smoke heroin. Really? Okay. Yeah. And once you're on that shit, uh, it's you know, you're never getting off of it. Basically, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. it's pretty hardcore stuff. So your dad, so your dad had a substance abuse problem, and he went back to England. Yeah, he went back to England, and. Uh, yeah, he was. I think. I think the uh, rehab and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, probably once he got out of, you know, Kenya and stuff. And even if he, even though you could still get it in, um, in England, it's probably the price difference probably would have been a little bit more. Shiny. Yeah, the price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, <laughs> basically, you know, close to free when you're in Kenya, and then you get over there and you're like, oh, this is really expensive. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go straight. You know. Um, yeah. So, so your mom then re- remains behind. You're what's going on? Well, she she was employed then, right? Or I mean, how did? Yeah, you... yeah, she was employed. She was a uh, kindergarten headmistress, which is like a teacher, or I yeah, don't... yeah, yeah. She was a teacher. Okay, yeah. headmistress sounds like S and M or something. You know, um, <laughs> a little, 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 little risque there. Um, okay, so uh, so okay, well that's cool. So she was a teacher, and um, did they did they get summers off? Sorry? Do you guys get summers? Do you like your summer break? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, yeah during uh, we got about uh, two months off at, uh, every summer. Okay. It's from July to September. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay, because in the United yeah, States we get like three basically June through September, but that's cool. Okay. Um, all right. So so your mom's working. You're going to school, and um, then you. Um, you you basically go through a uh, primary school and you get to um, uh, middle school at that point. So you're what? Th- how old are you when you start seventh grade? Uh, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Or? Yeah, about that. Twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Okay. And um, and so uh, are I mean, what's going through your head at this point? I mean, are you? Are you just looking at life, at, it, you know, in Africa, like, this is what you're going to, you're like, I'm staying here, I love Kenya, this is awesome, I never want to leave, or do, do you have um, ambitions to go to England or go to the United States, or, I don't know, at that time, Russia, I have no idea, um, and, um, you know, what, what goes through a kid's head, you know, um, in that country? What, what were you thinking back then? Yeah, I was, uh, I was always uh, hoping I'd be able to get to England, because, I always liked it. Really? Did you visit it? Did you go on? Did you were were you able to visit? Yeah, yeah, I came uh, usually about once a year. Okay, all right. During the summer every year. Were you um, uh, since your dad was born there, are you able to claim um, uh, what is it? Um, 
I don't know, residency or become a citizen of England? I mean, that kind of thing? I I have a British passport. Oh, okay. You have to live here for three years to claim residency. Oh, okay. Okay. Which you, so I don't which you're all, really, which, which you've basically done at this point, right? Because you've been there for three or almost. Yeah, I've been I've been here in uh, come, Ju- yeah, actually now come July, I think it would have been three years. Okay, awesome. So so good. <laughs> yeah, so now I can uh, reap the benefits everyone else does. <laughs> yeah, get on the social system and uh, start cl- collecting welfare. Awesome. Uh, no. <laughs> You know, England has all those social programs. You know, it's just kind of a, yeah. a, an ongoing, an ongoing thing in the United States where we compare our healthcare system to their healthcare system and their tax policy to our. You know, it's one of those things. Um, so, okay, Actually, that brings up one, one thing about uh, sure. when you mentioned healthcare. Yeah, the uh, the healthcare in uh, the private healthcare system in uh, Kenya was amazing. It was really, really good, and it's a lot higher quality than it was, in, like let's say here in England. The healthcare was higher quality in Kenya than it was in England. Yeah, the uh, if you went private, yeah, a lot higher. Really? Why is that? I don't know. I mean, it had excellent doctors in uh, Kenya, and. Uh, also, the the difference was that uh, you know basically if you if you go to a doctor one day, you know say okay, this is wrong with you. Go for an X-ray or something. Sure. Within four hours, your X-ray is done and the results are back. Okay. After he told you that, right? Kind of thing, and then usually within the same day, they've found out what's wrong with you, and they've managed to. Uh, cure whatever's wrong with you within two or three days. Now, now that's it. okay. So uh, this is. Uh, th- I don't think this is a benefit of Kenya. I think this is because um, what you're describing is is basically the medical system in the United States. Um, but I think what you're about to tell me is that in England it's a lot freaking worse. Can you tell me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, getting a. Do- well, for a start, getting a doctor's appointment is difficult. And I remember I had uh, something called glandular fever. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Which which is like severe tonsillitis. Right. And that's took, fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had it for two months before they actually realized what it was. Because like, we kept going to the doctor and they kept... Uh, Thing it's tonsillitis, it's tonsillitis. So they're trying to cure me for tonsillitis, and you know different doctors every time. And finally, they uh, like this is a month and a half later. They do a throat swab for glandular fever, and then it it comes back and it's positive. And then within you know two three weeks, it's gone because so, whatever so, they give you. So I, I'm imagining you weren't diagnosing yourself. So when they were saying it's tonsillitis, what were they saying? That you had to have your tonsils out? Or were they giving no, you just, medication that was wrong or something? Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, they were giving you medication for something instead of the right thing. Ah, okay. So you basically were living in hell for uh, a couple of months yeah. waiting for yeah. this to get uh, figured out. Yeah, until I get... Uh, give you an example. To get a blood test takes... Uh, you know, you go, let's say I, I go to the doctor today. They right. say, okay, you need a blood test. 
come back next week. Okay. Or when I had an x-ray, I had an x-ray done. And it took uh, two weeks for the results to come out. Yeah, that's, you know, in the United States, it's it's touch and go. Um, it depends on what facility you go to and, um, uh, you know, like... A lot of times on our political press and on the news and things like that, people always say, if I want to go to a doctor, I can just go to a doctor right now. That's actually not true here. Um, you can, you know, everybody has like a primary care physician, typically, when you have insurance, you know, which is basically your your plain old doctor, you know, the yeah. guy that will give you cough medicine or, or um, say, look at your arm or something and say, yep, that's broke. Um, and then basically, we, you know, like any place, we have a bunch of specialists, you know, if you, you need to see a dermatologist or you need to see an oncologist yeah. or whatever. And the wait between wanting to see one and, and, and going it can be incredibly long. I live in Cleveland, and Cleveland's um, number one uh, employer in the whole city is uh, the Cleveland Clinic. We have, uh, yeah. the, Cleveland is like the mecca of hospitals. Uh, it's the only good thing that, like, industry-related that I can actually point to and say Cleveland's the best because, like, we have, like, the, the sheiks from um, Saudi Arabia and stuff. They actually fly their children here and everything constantly. And, um, like, people from all over the world come here because uh, yeah. it's a massive hospital system that we have. It's just, it's incredible. It's Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals, um, yeah, Southwest Hospital. There's, like, a, just a fleet of hospitals. Anyway, um, and if I want to go see a dermatologist, I still have to wait, like, six or seven months between, yeah. like, making an appointment and actually going. Um, so the yeah. system here isn't just because we pay doesn't mean that it's um, that it's working. And, and I think the, the, the problem that we have with that is that um, the, there's not enough doctors because the, the costs because of the um, insurance and the lawsuits and everything make it so um, it's very hard to um, keep them keep them open. We, we have a different problem basically um, that you know where our government's trying to figure out where in England it sounds more like they're just trying to save money which um, that's that's yeah, yeah but you know England has the free health care system that has major flaws in it. Yeah, do you, so so you don't like it, basically. I mean, if you got sick, like, if you got something, like, serious, um, would you stay in England, or would you think seriously about going back to Kenya just so you could get yeah, medical no, I'd, care? Yeah, I'd probably go back to Kenya really? if it was something serious. Yeah. <laughs> really? I've, yeah. I've, I've heard the same thing where, like, um, I like my friend that I work with from Wales, he, um, they... Um, they feel the same way about you know they would rather be in the United States than to be in the even though they'd have to pay money, they would rather be in the United States to have medical care than be in with the English system. It's, it's interesting. Okay, yeah. I mean the English system is okay. Like if you have a, a bad cold or something, and you go to the doctor and say, "Oh, can you prescribe me something?" and they're like, "Okay, here you go." But that that's about it. Because right. If something major happens, you know. Right. If you see your primary care physician, basically your regular doctor, you've got it covered. But if you if you've got to get a specialist to look at something, yeah. it's it's a freaking yeah. nightmare. Yeah. It's it's messed up, man. Okay. So um, let's go back. So you're so you're in Africa. You're in um, elementary school. Now at this point, um, uh, you know your lifestyle. You you start dating and things like that, right? I mean, were you were you, do you just do you date? When you're a kid, yeah, 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 yeah and, yeah. and um, do you just go? Is it just you know? Do you go to the movies and and uh, you know hit dinner on the town or you know what really? Um... Yeah, it was mostly just movies because 
you know what? Uh, because you know, usually, like uh, since it's not very the safest of towns right. during the evening, you know, you just go to a shopping mall and have a movie, maybe have lunch, and that's about it usually. Okay, and um, the. Uh uh, the 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 attitude is that um, <laughs> it's not safe at night, and uh, you're it, people there you're in school with and everything. What's um, <clears throat> what <clears throat> what are people um, uh, graduating out of school? I mean, is everybody going to universities and 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 things out of school? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Probably ninety percent of people who get out of uh, school at the end of year thirteen go to a university. What about um, what about military conscription? Anything like that? No, nobody. No. Can, no. There's no. Uh, uh, you have to go into the military or anything like that. No, no, nothing like that. Uh, just everybody. Yeah, no, no military duty. So, um, if you're just a blue collar guy that uh, didn't do very well in school, what's what's your um, what, what, what's the industry over there? What can you do? Do they got um, any kind of um, uh, what, what's their gross national product? Any idea? Textiles heat. or something? What is that? Heat. Tea. Tea. Okay. Yeah. So there's like a lot of like, tea growth and all uh, all England's tea is Kenyan. Really. I didn't know yeah. that. No kidding. Yeah. Well, so, at least most of it is. Yeah. What is it like? Bunch of Lipton signs over there, or something, or um, you know, is it just? Uh, I'll tell you. Like, um, if you go into the countryside in Kenya, you see these massive farms, flower farms, tea farms. The flowers in England don't actually come from England. They're flown in daily from Kenya. Flowers, tea. Really. All of this. Yep. So, so you would say then that the relationship between England and Kenya is still very strong, even though they're no longer um, uh, protectorate or whatever. Of the, of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The British, uh, the British army is uh, trains the Kenyan army. Really, really. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I didn't know that. That's interesting. So, so you, so while you're, when did you actually move to South Africa? While you were still in school. Yeah, um, I changed schools. Well, basically primary school, then to one secondary school, then to another one. Okay. And then to one, one more. Was that awkward? Yeah, that, that was very weird. But the third school was the, the one of the best schools, private schools you could go to in Kenya. Now, when, you're in, when you're in Kenya, um, now you speak really good English. Is that the only language you speak? Or were the people speaking, um, I don't even know what Kenyan native speak uh, yeah they, they speak Swahili but everyone everybody knows a bit of English there okay so you could just get on fine with English um, do you speak um, what is it Swahili Swahili I understand it quite a bit I don't really speak it much though okay so you can but if somebody's talking about you you'll know and you'll be like hey shut yeah, your mouth yeah, de yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying about me you know that's how my mom is with her German. She'll be talking to her friends on the phone. And I'll I'll hear my name or something, and I'll be like, "I hey, hey. <laughs> I know you're saying something about me. You knock it off, you know." Um, okay, cool. So, so you're in a better, you're in a great school, and then at what point your um, your mom or your dad or what happens? Your stepdad, right? Your mom yeah. got remarried. Yeah. And uh, this guy, he he did what? What what was his employment? Uh, he he's a cameraman. For a uh, news company. Oh, okay, cool. 
Well, that might be interesting. I mean, you know, unless he's taking like um, nature shots or something, you know. No, no, no. He's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's uh, the the news cameraman. You know, like the ones who I think he went to Iraq once during the war. Okay. And, uh, this kind of thing. Was he uh, was he a video camera or a still photo? Yeah, video. Video. Okay, for like yeah. a news network type of thing. Then, so he's yeah. um, he's he's probably got all kinds of crazy hours that he worked then too, right? In and out and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. all the time. And so, um, so he got he he was li- he was working up in Kenya. What on like, I mean, if he's an embedded reporter, what was he? Do you know why he was? Um, in Kenya for so long? Was he just stationed there? As yeah, part of, no, like, what had happened was he uh, he moved over for, he was working for a local news company in Canada. Okay. And then he moved over from Canada to uh, Kenya to work with this uh, sort of, not local, there was this company founded by uh, uh, an English guy, actually. Okay. Uh, which, which sort of uh, full of freelance uh, people like freelance cameramen freelance producers so basically you just call them up and say I need four cameramen and four editors and they send them to you you know it, send you eight people who know about their cameras and know about editing so he so he so he sends the people or he was requesting the people not your dad he, but this it, guy yeah 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 the, uh, he, he was the owner of the company and he he himself was a cameraman as well. I see. So he basically, it was kind of like what they call like a headhunter type of business. Like if a, like if a place is like, we really need some cameramen to cover the um, the Sudanese earthquake or something, then he would call that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, if like, uh, oh, a good example is Reuters. They don't have a uh, news company in Kenya. Right. So they'd call him up and say, oh, can you uh, film it for us? I see, and then he would assign however many people they wanted to pay for, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. so, yeah. Um, so your stepdad was a cameraman working for him in Kenya, and yeah, then... he was working for him in, in Kenya. Um, they, uh, so he was working uh, there a while, and he decided to really like it because uh, most people who come there to work and live there never want to leave. Really, that's that just, nice, huh? Wow. Yeah, just the the lifestyle there is. Uh, amazing. Yeah, sounds. If you can, if you have a bit of money, it's really good. Really, yeah, it's it sounds it uh, sounds. Although that with the it, on on one hand, it, you know, when you talk about the weather and the and uh, the the diversity, it sounds good. But then you talk about the crime, and I think, um, you know, I just get I'd be killed. <laughs> yeah, I think every every place has its big problems. Yeah, you know, no place is perfect. I'd, I'd be the guy that, you know, somebody would come over the wall in the middle of the night and then just, like, stake, stake me to a tree and take my Xbox and run off, you know. Uh, just, you know. Um, okay, so so then he gets, uh, what happened? Did he have a career change, or did the guy say, hey, I need you to go to South Africa for a while? How no, no, he... what happened was this this guy who, uh, who was there was work had a small contract with a major news company. Uh so what, what he said was, uh, w- this company called my dad up and said, uh, hey, do you want to come work with us? And he said, okay, yeah, sure. So basically this company took my dad off the little company and then transferred him to South Africa. I see. Okay. 
and so he was going to be the cameraman in South Africa for this company. And, yeah. And um, so you, you're in a really great school, and uh, you're getting on and everything, and then your dad, your stepdad, and yep. your mom come into the room, and they're like, listen, we're going we're gonna to pack up your shit, and we're going to go move to a terrible place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Although, although we thought it would be the pack of the same, you know. We did, did expect what we got when we actually got that. Really? So you thought it was yeah. going to be better even, maybe? I mean, you know. Yeah, we thought it, it might be a better lifestyle, but whew. Really? So tell me about that. So you, so did you, do you drive or do you fly? Fly. Okay. And and so um, you, you get there and... Yeah, yeah, we, we get there and, you know, it's like, uh, it's a bit different. You know, the roads are smooth as opposed to have potholes everywhere. Okay. So when you get it, it feels like you're sort of in England. But okay. just in Africa, right? But uh, yeah, we stayed in a uh, guest house for about three months. Okay. So my uh, my parents put me into school there, which was instead of running the British system, it was running the South African system. Which is what? Which is the matric system? Yeah, I mean, but what's the? Can you explain the differences to people? Yeah. Um, Oh, it's a it's a really big difference. The uh, the whole curriculum's different. Like, you know how you how you follow things. Oh, what's a good example? Uh, yeah, I'll give you an example. When I was doing uh, computers in uh, in Kenya, we were just uh, in South Africa. They used uh, Pascal to program. Okay. And they they started that at grade ten. Okay. Pascal program. You don't have to do it properly at grade ten. While as in uh, the British one, you started programming at grade twelve. Okay, sure. And you used a completely different thing. You used a much newer uh, programming system. Sure, absolutely. And that was what it was with everything, like. In English in South Africa, you were reading Shakespeare. In English in the British system, you were reading uh, Charles Dickens. This is why this is why everyone is kicking the United States' ass in education because nobody is teaching tenth graders or twelfth graders probably how to program in freaking Pascal or anything else. Um, I think that there's some rudimentary, like when I was in school, there was some like really basic, like I took a programming course and we learned something like, it was like an elective, it was half a semester, or it was like a, it was like half a year or something and it was like, um, uh, it was really basic programming type stuff. I I ended up actually failing because I never took my final, but um, that's interesting. That's just interesting to me. Um, I knew some guys in school that taught Pascal. Pascal's really old. I, I, I'm amazed that they were teaching you that. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's just that's just to give you a little bit of idea what, what the difference was and just that alone. Everything else was just the same completely. I mean, they had a multiple-choice math test. I've never done a multiple-choice math test in my life. <laughs> multiple-choice well, you got uh, one in one in four chance of getting it right if you you know check yeah, out the on every single one. It seemed I missed that one in four chance. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So so um so basically, you didn't like it, 
I mean, it sounds like... Oh, and, and, and the school was like, it was a bit like a prison as well. Oh, it was very strict, or...? Uh, well, you... In, in the morning, during assembly, that assembly, you had to uh, wear your blazers, which are just jackets. Right, right. And it was hot. It yeah. was really hot. But you had to do it. You had to wear your blazers in the morning in the heat. And you had to carry your backpacks around with you all over the place, otherwise it would go get stolen or something. Huh. Uh, you couldn't get out of the school during the day unless... Uh, oh, they didn't have air conditioning or something? I mean, why was it no. so... No? No. It was, it was impossible to get out of the school. It was even almost impossible to get into the school. <laughs> It was it was ridiculous and uh, and and how old? Or what grade are you in at that point? You said you in tenth. Was that when you where you were? There? Yeah, yeah, I was tenth. Uh, I was back in the tenth grade there. Uh, and you were finding yeah. and you were finding the educational system difficult then. I mean, not just the lifestyle, but I mean, were you um, were your grades suffering at all? I mean, at that point, or you know? Oh yeah, yeah, they they suffered. From yeah. there, from there on, that was it for my grades. <laughs> you were done. You're like, after yeah. this, I'm out. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was done after that one because, uh, yeah, yeah, too much. It was, yeah, definitely. So, so okay, so you're not, so you're not getting on. And uh, you mentioned that the security situation. Your dad had to ask for. Your stepdad had to ask for. Um, uh, a sixty thousand dollar investment, basically, in in beefing yeah. up the security where you were at. Why was that exactly? I mean, were you in a just a house again with walls? And what did you end yeah. up? I mean, what did that sixty thousand give you? Cameras and guards or a wild yeah, wild I'll, dog? I'll tell you, it gave us uh, that sixty thousand gave you electric fencing <laughs> all the way around the house. What? Wow. Okay. Uh, it gave you uh, oh. indoor sensors on everything basic motion sensors door sensors window sensors wow it, it gave you outdoor sensors <laughs> uh it gave you uh an electronic gate coded gate it, and it gave you a camera uh yeah i think that's about it did anybody actually ever try to bust through that freaking uh the home prison system you had working there, or what, man? Like, uh, I think they might have tried, but uh, I'm not quite sure because a few times the electric fence did get its alarm set off. Really? Holy yeah. cow! Well, but, that, uh, that sounds frightening. I couldn't even imagine. That's uh, that's messed up. A few, and a few times the uh, the outdoor alarms went off, but the uh, the security company—it's just a normal security company—they they came and they were armed quite heavily. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's that's freaky. So um, so basically, there was not a lot of nights out in South Africa or anything. Um, okay. So could, like we lived in quite a okay area, and if you went by car, right, you know, you'd be all right. Because people just didn't but, people didn't attack your car or anything like that. So you, can, you, know, so you could no, just, because um, we lived in quite a nice part of Johannesburg, which was Melville. Okay. And just down the road was a nice was a nice street that was uh, full of like uh, entertainment. Like basically, it's just a, like a two minute walk. Now, if if you walk between my house and there, though, there's a really high chance you could get jumped. 
No kidding. <laughs> yeah, so two-minute walk, you know, but if you get in the car, you're all right, because they don't usually attack you when you're in the car. Really? Well, they do, but not when you're going just that from that place to that place. Now, now it's interesting that you were able to um, uh, migrate. Uh, to me, it's interesting that you were able to migrate down from Kenya into South Africa. Was that just because... Um, the relationship, you know, is English type of thing because, you know, they're both English in a sense and you can go between one and the other? I mean, um, or, uh, you know, or did you have to make... No. V oh, go ahead. Well, uh, in uh, Kenya, I needed a student uh, pass to live there because I had a British passport. Okay. Uh, my dad needed a, uh, what is it called, work permit. Sure, Okay. To but they had a Canadian one. My mom was all right there because she had a Kenyan passport. Right, right. She's she was from there. But then, moving to South Africa, if you have a European or American passport, it's quite easy because it's not difficult. Right. And then when you have a Kenyan passport, it gets a bit quite difficult because they don't. It's not easy to move from place to place in Africa with an African passport because it's not like the EU where I just go, if I want one day, just up and go to uh, France or Belgium or something. Right. In, in, for, to go from Kenya to South Africa, you need to apply way ahead of time to try and get a visa to go there and things like that. While as if, obviously, if you have a British passport, you get the visa in a week. If you have a Kenyan one, it takes a month. Right. Right. Sure. Sure. Or, sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was sort of like more of an open border system like it is with the United States and Canada, even though today you, uh, have, to, you have to have passports, it's still pretty much I can just walk over the border and go there. Um, so no, so you actually had to, your mom, your mom basically had to apply for the visa to get uh, to get over there because um, because of her Kenyan passport, and for you it was, um, um, and your stepdad it was easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. interesting. So, okay, so you're over there, and uh, so what happened exactly that made you guys uh, pull out after a year? Was it a job change, or did you all just kind of look at each other over dinner one night, and you were like, this really sucks, let's let's get out of here? I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, my dad knew we hated it, because my mom couldn't go anywhere, because obviously South Africa, it's not, as, it's not even close like Kenya, so you don't have the driver, you don't have the maid, you lose those. Right, and I think once you've been brought up in that lifestyle for as long as my mom was, you know, you you kind of need that. Sure. Kind of. Right, right, right. Uh, You're used to. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, but also the fact that you couldn't go anywhere. If if my dad wasn't there, you couldn't go anywhere. Right. Right. Which was, and I couldn't drive. I was too young. My mom never had to drive. Right. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, Basically, one day, this new company started up, told my dad, we're starting up an office in Kenya, do you want to go to it? And he said, yeah. <laughs> that was it, huh? So just you guys packed it Yeah, that was and it. And this other company got really pissed off because they had paid, forked out 60 grand for the security system. Right. And your dad just said F it and, and took off and went back. Yeah, because also the company was being, uh, were being a bunch of idiots as well. Oh really? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He did. he thought you know screw me and screw you. Yeah. No kidding. So, okay. So you're uh, you you go back to school. What you, you know? Were you back in school at that point? Then you go back yeah. to Kenya and you was eleventh grade basically or? Uh, no, no, no. I was then now in the, because in South, when I was in South Africa, I was there for a year. Yeah. I had gone from the South African school to a British college because 
back in Kenya, we obviously be a British school, so I have to do what's called O levels, which is grade eleven. Okay. So I went from uh, that one school to this college, did my O levels, and then went back. And then we went moved back to. Uh, can, can you explain that to me a little bit? This O levels, I'm not sure what that is. So you, you're saying it's grade eleven, but you, you have to go to a college for grade eleven, or? No. No, it's just that that was that happened to be a col- that's what they call colleges in uh, in in Kenya. Like in England and South Africa, you have those kind of things where they just call them colleges, and it just makes them. Well, okay. they're not schools. You, they're not really schools. They're just uh, you know you you go in if you want to actually go to class, you go to class. If you don't, you don't. Kind of thing. It's not really a school where if you get called by a teacher, it's like oh, what are you doing? Kind of thing. It's like your choice. That's the only difference, but it's like just grade eleven. But it's not. But, but it, so it's still secondary school, or it's a. Yeah, it's, it's secondary school. It's yeah. still secondary school. It's just called a college because it's now become your choice, basically. You. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. Okay. That's kind of what colleges are here as well. Is the yeah. Yeah, I they, mean, they just, when, yeah. When, you know, in the United States, once you go to college, I mean, you're paying for it, and you, you know, you're going to go or you're you're not going to go. I mean, that's. But you know, when we have high school, it's high school. I mean, it's you're not paying yeah. for it; it's public. So you know, it is still a teacher coming up to you, being like, "What are you doing? Open your locker!" You know, that kind of thing. Um, okay, so you're going to you're going back to school there, and um, in in eleven, basically eleventh grade or eleventh college or whatever. And um, yeah, uh, at this point, you've um, are you happy now? Are you that you're back or not really? Because you know, after going from the South African system to the middle of the old, back into the old levels, it gets quite difficult to catch up. <laughs> really? Now, see, now, yeah. now it seemed like it seemed to me like it was harder when you went to South Africa because they started teaching you programming at an earlier age. But, but I guess what you're saying is is that even though it was it was more difficult there, it was a um, what like an older education system, so you weren't keeping up uh, pace with the with the students. Is that is that it with the? Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, like things they would teach us in grade twelve, they taught them in year ten, and things that we learned in year ten, they teach them later on in grade twelve. Right. Okay. Of, so the curriculum was all swapped back to front, kind of thing. I see. So you were missing some important stuff. Yeah. I got. You. I got you. Um. Okay, well that sucks for you. So, so you were, so you were still not having a good time with school. You were like, you know, I'm done with the school thing. I'm going to be a plumber, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, because um, you, you go on to become an, you know, you're go, you're in school right now for aeronautical engineer. So you you definitely um, got your shit together, right? I mean, what happened? Uh, then I went on to uh, finish the college, did my O levels, came back to Kenya, and uh, did my uh, started my grade twelve. Right, and then I just said fuck it. I because I had such a miserable time in South Africa. I just uh, decided to mess around, so I had, uh, for grade twelve and thirteen, just to uh, get a bit of fun in school. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, didn't do very well in the A levels, which is grade thirteen. Okay, but you graduated. Yeah, yeah, graduated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I came to England and did a uh, foundation course, with, which is basically... Uh, well, now, now, explain before you go there, though, explain to me, you, um, 
so so you so you're having fun. You're in, you you know your your final years of of school in Kenya, and um, life is getting on fine for you. And you um, uh, you, your stepdad's still there. He's working. And your mom's there, and everything. Everything's going good. And you and you decide the. I don't know what you tell them. I'm going to go to England for school. Yeah, no. Uh, in Kenya, the thing is, is that because they don't have very good university there, the uh, everyone either goes to America, Canada, Australia, or England after they finish grade twelve. So, my choice was England. Oh, okay. All right. And and now it's easy to do. Do you don't need? Do you need to? I mean, I know you need to apply to the school that you're going to over there. But do you, did you have to apply for? Um, I mean, since you had a British passport, you could just go do that. You didn't have to like get a education visa or anything weird like no, that. No, 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 no education visa or anything like that. You could just apply. Well, that's kind of cool. So, um, and and they didn't like look at your Kenyan education as being um, uh, the Kenyan education is a lot more harder than the English education. Really? Okay. Right. Yeah, it's basically what the English education was ten years ago. Still going on now. Okay. All right. Whatever, so that, they, whatever the hell that is. They, it's <laughs> how they eliminate because they just want the best to come here. Really. Really. Okay. That well, that's really interesting. So if you want to raise kids, definitely go to Kenya because you get a driver and a maid, and uh, the education. Get a driver is... and a maid. You get to spank the shit out of them. <laughs> you get. You get. Um. Yeah. You, you, you get a really nice. Um, Education system and uh, the uh, food is very diverse and the weather is fantastic. So, um, yep, great. Just uh, you know, that's it's awesome. But once you get to college level, then you gotta then you gotta take off. So you went. So you go to England and um, so you're gonna go there to stay. Now, are you were you living with? Were you gonna live at the school or are you gonna live with your your uh, biological father or what happened there? No, my uh, well, my my, uh, my father had, uh, passed away a year before that. Oh, that's a shame. Well, yeah. So, uh, no, but my grandmother was still here. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, I thought, you know, I'd I'd go to a university that's near her as well. Because, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's family. It's close by. It's yeah, a, yeah. a, a so resource I, I that you have. Brighton, and uh, I chose to do a foundation uh, year because, you know, since I messed around so much in high school, I just couldn't be bothered anymore about uh, work. Sure. I... Uh, yeah, foundation. I, I we we have like uh, you know, and, and maybe it's the same with those colleges. You know, there you have these like one hundred and one courses, which are like the courses that you start college with, and then some people don't. They're not ready for a one hundred and one course, so they yeah up, yeah kind of thing yeah that, right. that's the they end thing, up yeah with like lesser courses, so they can build up and then get into the, the it's the same sort yeah. of, same sort of thing. Um, so that's so that's cool. So you so you do foundation. You're in England. So how so how was that? I mean, did you like it? Did you hate it? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I really liked it. Although the the course was a waste of time because it was ridiculously easy. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was a great it was a great experience, and I've really enjoyed being here. Yeah, bye bye. Uh, so what else about um? So what else about Africa do you think people would be you, you know? It might be interested in. I don't know what else you've seen or done there. Did you go on any vacations there or anything? Or uh, yeah, yeah, I went on quite a lot. I went on some field trips. We went to uh, the uh, the plains that you talked about earlier with all the animals on them. Right. Which was 
really uh, interesting. I mean, is it just like, you know, do, do you see these things in your day-to-day when you're living in Kenya? I mean, does a zebra run across the road sometime? I mean, does anything like that happen, or is it just pretty... Um. No, no. Only if you if you if you start driving out into the countryside, yeah, you do get like maybe a giraffe running across the road or something, really? or a zebra. But no. otherwise, nothing really. No hippopotamus in your driveway, anything. No, like that. no, nothing like that. No, it doesn't go on in Kenya. Damn. <laughs> and what about um? What about like uh, snakes and that kind of thing? Do you got to worry about getting um, poisoned or anything like that or? I can tell you, in South Africa, the spiders were ridiculous. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know if they were... I was told they're poisonous, but I don't like spiders, and those ones... Just big? In my hand, it was ridiculous. They're just really large or something? They're or? really massive things. <laughs> All right, so South Africa's out then. No, uh, no giant. Yeah, yeah. So they're ridiculous because they have huge insects, they have everything wrong with them, basically. <laughs> yeah, everything is wrong with that country. Wow, that could be wrong. Wow. Yeah, they are having they are they are they are having the World Cup there. Um, I, I, this is really surprising. Yeah, they are the only African country who have the money to host it. Right. Right. And I, I do remember uh, reading somewhere that because uh, you have these African tribes. And one of these African tribes in South Africa built a stadium for the World Cup. Oh, really? Wow. How they afford to, though, is because their tribe land is sitting on the world's platinum reserve, where all the platinum comes from, for, no like, the cars and everything. So they have all their money coming in from, from that. Wow. So South Africa does have some good income to help them with the... Uh, they're so fragmented, though, with their, um, the different, uh, you know, that was probably why apartheid, you know, managed to stay in power so long, was that they were, they're so fragmented with the, the tribes and their geographical, um, you know, the regions that everybody, uh, adopted, you know, they, um, they could probably play off all the different, um, groups against each other, although I've never... Never quite been sure why that, like the Lesotho, is like its own country inside the middle of the country type of thing. It's all very strange. Um, just figured that the South African, you know, the British military, or whatever, would have just won in there one day and just been like, you know, what we're taking this, this, we're taking this hill, and we're, uh, you know, I don't, it's weird. Um, so, so you, yeah, you went on, you went on field trips, and um, what else? Anything? Any, you see anything strange or anything? Um. Yeah, the uh, well, uh, there's so many things because well, I'll tell you what the police force does, which, which in some ways is good, but most ways bad. Okay. Now, I, I know in England for a fact if you're a police officer, and just if you discharge your gun, you have a ton of paperwork whether you hit anything or not. Sure. Right. Yeah. And but uh, you have. You have so much more paperwork if you arrest someone. Okay. It's ridiculous. In Kenya, you have... Basically, there's a line. Why did you shoot them? You just write in your answer, you shot them because this. Well, if you arrest them, you have a lot of paperwork to do. Okay. So, if you get into trouble with the police... uh, Big trouble. Right. 
there's probably a 90% chance they would shoot you before they'd arrest you. <laughs> wow. Well, that's one way to keep law and order in the town, if, um, you know... Yeah, I mean, I, I do remember that um, when they when they chase down gangs of people, they, uh, they they might take one away, they'd shove him in the boot of the car or something, because that's how they arrest you, they put you in the boot. And uh, they'd... Uh, just put the other guys on the ground and just shoot them. What, what's the boot? Is it like the trunk? Or? The trunk. Okay. Yeah. Right right yeah. And they just uh, shoot the rest of them on the ground. Wow. Just to save all the paperwork. <laughs> and, I mean, you didn't witness anything like this, though, right? I mean, you didn't... You no, were... no, I never, I never witnessed it, but... Uh... It'd be kind of weird just driving around. Oh, look, they're shooting people again. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, just, okay, so it's a little bit... Uh, um, they would, uh, sorry, the, uh, this was good. This was really good. It's, um, the police are very well known for doing this. Uh, they, one of my, uh, dad's friends was getting robbed one day. Oh. And he called up the police okay. from uh, his bedroom. He was getting robbed downstairs at the time. And, uh... They do this a lot, and they called them up and said, oh, "We're getting, uh, we're getting burgled." And they said, "Well, okay, we'll sort it out for you. Come pick us up. We have no petrol." So the guy's stuck in the house with the burglars downstairs, and the police are there saying, "Can you please pick us up?" <laughs> and that happens so much. And fire engines just show up. They show up, and then they run out of water when they're trying to put out a fire. Really? Wow. You know, ridiculous things like that. It's just, it's just typical. And power. You, you, you're lucky if you have power for a full day. Really? No kidding? Yeah. It makes the video game sessions kind of difficult if the power's going out all the time. Oh, you have no idea. So did you have, like, a generator or anything? I mean, what happens? You just, your power yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my dad nicked a generator from his office. So they haven't noticed it's missing. So <laughs> he uses that. Uh, that's, that generator's just powerful enough to power the uh, the TV uh, and the satellite dish. Okay. TV. There you go. So what we use it for. <laughs> wow, that's... Uh... Yeah, I don't know, man. If I if I didn't have stable electricity, I'd that freaking I'd have to have a career change or something. I couldn't handle it. It'd be a lot of saving my my work all the time with the freaking power kicked out. I mean, what's the deal with that? They just they're just uh, poor. You'd have transformers exploding all the time. Uh, wires just falling because of poor maintenance on the poles. Just. So many stupid things. Oh, and also that they'd uh, they like to just keep. Uh, they don't like to. F they have massive generators that they brought in years ago, but they don't like to fire them up. So they cut your power, so you don't give it to someone else for a while, and then they cut them out, and then they give it back to you for a while. What's that about? Are they just poor? I mean, what you know? Is it just that kind of a thing? Like they just don't want to spend the the, the, the money on the infrastructure? You know, the yeah, yeah, they don't. So most, quite a few places have generators. Obviously, it's bad. The power situation is not the worst in Africa, though, but it is bad. Huh. Uh, it's it's interesting. They, they do the same with the water as well. They you know, sometimes you get water, sometimes you don't. 
Wow. So you don't have well water? What is it, city water type of thing? Yeah, you can't drink the water either. You have to buy bottled water all the time. Really? Because there's something in it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of stuff. But you can do a shower in it and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fine shower, shave, you know, whatever. Right. But, yeah, drinking it now. Huh. That's interesting. Wow. So that's that's just a different... hmm. I don't know, man. It's like full-time camping or something. It's like a different kind of way of life and all that sort of stuff. And not a lot of air conditioning going on, I guess. Really hot and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, you have no air conditioning there whatsoever. So what's, um, is it, uh, you know, what's the, um, what's the entertainment then? A lot of TV watching? Video games? Yeah, Yeah, lots of TV, video games. Sometimes go to a movie. But, you know, apart from that, unless you go uh, out, into the country, there's nothing really to do. And do you participate in organized sports? Like where you played ice, soccer, yeah, football? I, I, or? I used to, um, they opened their first ice rink in Kenya. Um, that's gonna, oh, that's I gonna, just, when I just got back from South Africa. That's going to be hard and, to keep uh, keep frozen if uh, they keep shutting the power off. I just, you know. Yeah, and <laughs> I um, I worked there as a skating instructor for a year. Really? Yeah. How did you end up with that job? <laughs> like, where did you learn to skate? It's weird because they, they said they're looking for people, and I just went and I just said, I couldn't skate at the time. I said, can I have the job? He's like, yeah. So, <laughs> did a practice, you know, and one year later, you know, so they go to Canada and skate as good as the Canadians do. So, Look at that, man. Yeah. You, were, you were on your way to your hockey career, see? And you didn't know. You could have been the first Kenyan hockey player. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you didn't know no. where you came from or anything. You could have been like, you know, I'm number one. You could have, they wouldn't. They, how could they disagree? You were the instructor. Yeah, yeah, no, I tell that to everyone. I was one of the top skaters in uh, Kenya. They can't disagree. One of the top four because there were only four of us. New, Newman's uh, Newman in the in the chat room that's at blogtalkradio.com forward slash vgn was asking if you've um, ever ridden any exotic animals like a giraffe. No, no, the uh, the most. Well, the the weirdest thing I ever rode was a uh, camel. Oh, all right. Yeah. But, yeah, they're very strange. But obviously horses. I rode a pony on the beach once in Africa. <laughs> that was uh, That's a little weird. I don't even know what to say about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but nothing really... Uh, no, nothing exotic, basically. No, no. So, I, I, I've... Um, they have a place where you go to feed giraffes, kind of. You know, like you uh, grab all these things and uh, you basically shove your hand in a giraffe's mouth and feed it. <laughs> if you can reach, what, do you got to get up on a ladder or something? I mean, you know. What's no, a... no, basically you're on a platform and the ah. giraffe's head is at, at you. Then you climb up into this platform. You start feeding the giraffes. That's kind of freaky. I don't know about that. I, I find the one giraffe that likes the the one giraffe that likes the taste of uh, meat, you know. I'm not gonna be a vegetarian. I'm gonna be a carnivore, you know. Hmm, this guy looks crazy. Ah, running around the freaking thing with me in its mouth. Um, all right. So, uh, all right. I don't know what else to. Uh, I mean, if you want to touch on anything else, otherwise, I mean, we could wind it down. Uh, it's it's really interesting. I I you know, um, Africa is one of those places that I think is. Um, uh, moving uh, rapidly into um, um, a modern um, society, even with all the wars that they have there, because um, like a lot of these other countries, um, such as China and things like that, the the workforce there is inexpensive, and 
um, like you were mentioning, the, the your basic education system is yeah. um, is pretty good, and not everywhere. Obviously, sub-Saharan Africa is still going to have problems for freaking ever. Um, but uh, a lot of it is, um, it, it's. I think it's starting to come around. It it may not be a, a quick turnaround, but I've. There's a lot of, you know, I follow a lot of financials and um, financial stocks and things like that. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of investment now going on in Africa. And uh, there's, you know, the, and it's not just because of the, the blood diamonds and the, and the mines. It, it has a lot to do with, um, they, they feel that it's the next um, sort of India type of um, uh, outsourcing type of, not, you know, not outsourcing, but, you know, where the industry is going to go. And um, it, it's I, I do find it really interesting, but I think that I think that the, the Africa would do better if they really sort of became more like a European Union or a or a United States or whatever, where the the country um, I know they have sort of a African a joint African police or some military type of thing, but I think it would be better if the whole country came together as sort of a unified um, government. You know, of some sort. I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah, they, I, I don't think they could because they can't. They can barely handle themselves as it is with all the uh, corruption and yeah. poverty. Yeah. Right. I mean, money. I think has to get in there first. But it. it yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. It, well, it has to. Uh, that's um, England gave um, gave some ridiculous amount. They were going to give, I think, a billion pounds to uh, the education fund. Wow, in Kenya, they gave the first um, whatever hundred million. Right. And they don't know where it's gone. <laughs> How do people lose that much money, man? That's crazy. You know. It's just uh, it, you know it starts with the the guy at the uh, the guy at the top. You know he takes his share. I'll take um, I'm at the top, so I'll take fifty percent. And then it goes slowly down. Chain. By the time it reaches the school, you might have out of the ten million, you might have or whatever it is, you might have probably a thousand. Right. If left. you're lucky, yeah. That's amazing. It's sad, you know. It, I know. So they they basically just screw up their own countries by doing things like that. It's a, it's a corruption. It's so you know. I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, how you fix things like that, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, you can only have so many revolutions and putting so many different people in power and going to the polls so many times. And, you know, you, it, it, sometimes you think that um, from from dictatorships, you sometimes get um, uh, um, rules that are put in place that then help to allow democracies to flourish. I mean, like, you know, the United States you know, came out of, um, of the monarchy of England, you know, and um, which was, you know, uh, cruel at the time, but it at least built a foundation of rules that the United States could um, uh, work off of, you know, once it had its democracy. You know, people expected certain things and, and how to act and all this sort of stuff due to the fact that they were they were under, you know, the, the, the English rule for so long. And I, I, sometimes I wonder if, um, when you, when you create a free society too, too early, um, that it, it, it turns into what you're describing. It, it turns into a little bit of, um, uh, corruption because people don't know how to handle so much freedom. I don't know. 
because yeah, um, yeah, uh, I was watching something on the uh, the World Cup the other day as well about South Africa and uh, all the South African people are really happy that it's coming there. Sure. They're really expecting it to, uh, you know, like they've been questioned, why haven't you put, instead of spending all this money on the World Cup, why haven't you put the money into uh, sorting out, right. you know, uh, poverty and all that and uh, all the people that are really hoping hopeful that the uh, the World Cup will bring a good change to them, but I'm doubtful. Yeah, I don't think it works. I mean, it doesn't work like that. I mean, you you, you end up with tons of corruption more than anything else and, and, and empty stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. because uh, whatever profits come out of this World Cup aren't going to the uh, the poor people. Right, right. I mean, they'll, they'll, money money will increase, but it, it, it won't sustain, because once it's yeah. over... Then the money that was coming in goes away, and you know I don't think that turns into new business uh, in the long run. You know you you have to build. You know the, it seems like the secret to becoming a a nation that is profitable um, comes down to your education system. You know you look at India, and the reason that they're being able to turn things around is because they have a very um, healthy tech sector there, which you know has enabled. Um, people to go in there and say, well, you have really highly educated people that are affordable, so we're going to, you know, put money in businesses over here in order for you to grow. And um, if you don't, if you don't fund your education system, um, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do it. And it sounds like South Africa is not the way you described it. Their their education system is is backwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it... oh, and. Uh... One more thing I forgot about was uh, with the education. Okay. Yeah, this is one more thing they did in the matric system, just to make you feel that little bit more lower. Everyone wore green blazers. Okay. Yep. When you reached year 10, the people who were achieving high wore red. Okay. So, 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 they, so they got so treated had, better. Yeah, so you had these... In the whole class, you had these five or six people uh, who had red. Right. And everyone else had green. So they'd uh, just keep making you feel lower and lower because then they had little things like uh, that they patched on their blazers to like stripes. Basically, you have one stripe, you're achieving quite well. Two stripes, very good. And three, it's just your, you know. You're a rock star. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah, that's. um that shit would never fly over here, man. Forget about it. Yeah, I know because they they really do discriminate in different ways. Maybe not by uh, by the color, but you know, definitely in other ways. They find many ways to do it. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I I've learned a lot, uh, especially about the education system over there. I you know I um I never really thought about it too much. You know um about uh, about the differences, but um you know the I. You know, the United States, I'll just say, because it's all I really know, is um, the one thing, you know, we, 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 have a, we have a fairly poor public education system. It's better than a lot of countries, don't get me wrong. But when you're looking at it oh, yeah. in, in, yeah. In, in the industrialized world where we're trying to be competitive against, you know, um, other industrialized nations, our, our primary education is, is lacking. And yet we have, you know the most people that are in college 
um, because we have a fantastic college system, you know, which is, again, it's a, it's, it's more or less the free market system here. You know, we, um, if you're willing to pay for your education, you'll get the education, you know, um, but the public education that comes out of our public money and our public funding is always, is always, um, lacking unless you live in one of the communities that, um, that has a really good education system. And, um, yeah, so listening to how the public education system out of England and um, and uh, South Africa and you know Kenya, um, it, it's it's pretty interesting how um, how different it is. I mean, at least the little bit that you've described. I mean, I can't say for sure what you're doing in math and all that kind of stuff, but um, if you're te- you know if you're learning programming in tenth grade, it's something else. I I tell you what, because that didn't happen where I was. Um, yeah. Well. Aiden, that's been really interesting. I don't know if you had, you got anything else. It's about ninety. We're almost ninety minutes in, so um, we could wind it down. Um, but if you wanted anything else, you wanted to touch on, you know, um, I don't know. Um, I don't think I don't really think I have much left. No. Like, <laughs> okay, man, that's cool. Okay. You know, it's um, so uh, you know you're going to school for aeronautical engineering, and uh, you'll when, when do you when do you plan on? Um, Graduating? Do you have a? Well, I'm trying to get a placement at the moment, which is basically you go out for a year and you work in industry for one year, then you come back to finish. Like an internship, basically. Yeah, kind of, but that's get... proving difficult. So I'm gonna try and look in the states now for one of those. Okay. Yeah. That's because cool. the way engineering diplomas work is that it doesn't matter what you come out with, even if you just pass, if you have work experience you will be hired. But if you don't, even if you have the top grades, there's a really low chance of you getting hired. Really? Yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. You need that work experience behind you. Do you ever think about, uh, is it possible, I don't even know, I mean, to um, go into a uh, like the service and use that education, or no? Do they not have that kind of thing, or is that not interesting? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, but that would be, I, I don't know if they, I don't know, after after I graduate probably look at that but they don't do internships in the service okay. yeah well yeah right that's true right yeah. I'm just saying if you can't get a job after you graduate then you know maybe that's a way of getting work experience with your education you know yeah. down, down yeah. the road I mean I don't even know I mean you know if that kind of thing works for you but I know that like when people want to become doctors and that sort of thing in the United States sometimes it's easier to go into the military because of the um the, the benefits, you know, that you, you work a certain amount of time and then you come out, you know, and you have all this experience from being in the military because it was easier and that sort of thing. Um, well, I hope it works out for you, man. You know, it's really good talking to you. Um, and it's, you know, I guess you can always go back to um, to Kenya and work in the tea, tea factory. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Work, work, in the, work on the airline there or something. But um, cool. It's, uh, that's really cool. All right. Um, that's it. I don't really have a. We don't really have an outro for Oblast. Um, if you want to send an email into the show, would you like to be a guest or ask me a question or whatever? Um, send an email to kbaird at vgn.us and uh, we'll get you on the show. And uh, Aiden, it's been a really good um, and interesting conversation. Uh, thanks for being on. I know it's kind of weird yeah. with the hours differences and everything, but I think it worked out okay with Saturday. Here. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thanks, Kevin, for having me. Really, really kind of interesting stuff. Um, uh, the next old blast, I don't have one scheduled at the moment. I'm going to do a solo show next. I have some stuff I want to talk about spies. 
Um, so that's going to be probably in a few days or so when I get some time. Um, and uh, we, then we have some more guests um, coming uh, in uh, in a couple of weeks. So um, we're going to definitely get those on. So definitely keep listening to the show. And for more information, go to videogamenews.com. First post on the front page tells you how to get this show and all the other shows. Aiden, thanks, and uh, we're out. Peace.